You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, guys? Welcome to Good Morning Lambo. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us, Packers Total Access at gmail.com. You can text us, 865-658-5824. I'm joined along, uh, alongside Tim, <laughs> live in Green Bay. We got uh, Jacob in Wisconsin there. And, uh, guys, I was we were sitting here chatting, looked up and said, yeah, it's time to go live. We kept chatting. And then I started getting slandered here in the chat, man. Look at this. Drew D said, Clayton didn't slip down the stairs, did he? Right. Then you got Donovan Schilling says, uh, someone check Clayton's live alert. I like that one. That was a good one. <laughs> and this might be my favorite. Nick McSwain said Clayton shopping on Etsy. So there you go. Clayton was pouring up that diesel doing donuts in the driveway. Probably my favorite product we got coming out in the merch store here soon is one of these. I like these little soup bowls to drink my coffee out of. We're going to create create my own little personalized soup bowl. All right, so get ready for that little PTA logo. Anyway, Tim, how you doing this morning, dude? Doing good, man. Happy to be here. How's it going, boys? You all right, Jacob? Uh, I am, but I just got a great idea. So instead of the, you know, you could do a PTA logo on the front, but then just a full-on your face at the very bottom of the mug. So when you push <laughs> and you drink it, you just look right at it. Better yet, I'm sure want, about that. Yeah, I want Eric Sutherland's face at the bottom of it. That's That'd what probably I'll be better. Yeah, you sure I'm about that? Like you sure about that? <laughs> anyway, I get to double sure about that on that one. Let's talk a little free agency. Y'all good with that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Jacob sounds excited. <laughs> Jacob said, "Yeah." So uh, we we went through the roster, right? I want to start this conversation off with the free agents that the Packers have set to hit the market, right? And uh, and the ones that we wanted to bring back. And I want to talk about the price tag on them just really quick, okay? We said Bo Melton, he's an ERFA. I think it goes without saying. We're bringing that dude back. It's probably going to be pennies on the dollar, seeing the fact that he is an exclusive rights free agent. A.J. Dillon, uh, $3.5 million is the number we put on him. Keyshawn Nixon, four million. We put on him. Rudy Ford, we put two million on. Jonathan Owens, one and a half million. 
Darnell Savage, we settled in at $4 million. And then Yash Nyman, $2 million. Eric Wilson, $1.5 million. Okay, so just to kind of keep that in mind, that's the numbers that we put on those guys. Now, what we're going to do is talk about the needs that we had, right? We we went through the entire roster and we identified the needs that we we have on, you know, on the current the current team here. Safety, we're saying as many as four players. I think you can find two starting caliber safeties. Like I I don't say you can like they're just they're just growing on trees. I'm saying you should approach this offseason like look, we need our safety room revamp. You definitely need one starter, right? to kind of put out there in center field to be that guy that's going to be kind of the the leader on the secondary. Is that Dornell Savage? I mean, he graded out as a 75. You guys know I've not been big on him here lately. If he's going to continue to play like that, I'm totally cool with it, right? It's just that last game, too, didn't look great, right, getting burned by George Kittle and giving up that big tutter and, and man coverage. That's but two starting safeties, two backup safeties is what I got on the list here. Defensive line, which is a tier one position, right? Um. One starter, one backup. I think you, you've got to try to find that 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 defensive line, interior defensive lineman of the future, and one that can play well against the run also. You know, we talk about on defense, what are some of the things that struggled? One of the things was pass coverage, but I think we would all agree the run defense grades are just horrible, right? So it's like we got we to gotta get better at stopping the run, although we did there the last three games of the season. Linebacker, uh, we need a starter and a backup. I, I want a starter to go next to Quay Walker. And I'm not completely sold on Quay. So I think you got to try to go out there and find that backer that can be your your Fred Warner, right? Can be your Patrick Queen. Can be, that sounds bad, be your Queen, right? Be, you know, someone like that in the middle um, that, uh, that can kind of anchor your defense and be that that captain right there in the middle of it. So I think all great defenses have a good inside linebacker. I like Quay. I think he's got all the physical talent in the world. But, man, he just uh, – his run fits are sloppy. And he's been bad in pass coverage. Last year, he was good in pass coverage, right? Um, the only thing he's really graded out well with this year is tackle. You know, I mean, he's 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 been able to tackle this year. Even at times, you see him miss tackles. But when you're when you're attempting so many tackles as he is, you're, it's going to happen. It's going to it's going to pop up. Now we also got cornerback, the cornerback room. Obviously, we traded Rasul Douglas, yeah. right? You got Jair Alexander as your lone starter. I put two potential starters down uh, simply because. You need a nickel starter and you need a boundary starter, right? It's it's time we finally filled that nickel spot and 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 try to be a little bit more aggressive with that. Uh, and a, <laughs> right, and a couple backups. So on the offensive side of the ball, we said offensive line, one starter, specifically right guard, and then a couple backups too. Um, now at tight end, one backup tight end. That's all I've got. So four safeties, two of them being starters, two defensive linemen, one be a starter. Two linebackers, one being a starter, four corners with two potential starters, specifically a slot corner there. Okay. Um, and then on offensive line, one starting offensive line, two backups, and one tight end. So got a lot of holes to fill. Now, as we go through these free agents, according to PFF, all right, um, we're going to kind of look and compare. All right, here's the projected contract. And I cross checked these with Spotrack, and they line up perfectly with Spotrack. So I'm pretty sure that's where PFF got their information from. So we've got Spotrack pulled up as a cross-reference if we need it, but we probably won't need it. So um, as we go through and look at some of these free agents, we'll look at their projected contract, and then we'll hop back over and go, okay, but also we've got this guy that we could re-sign. Where do they stack up? Can we save a lot of money there? Are they just as good, that type of thing, if that makes sense. So anything you guys want to add before we go into this little exercise here? I'm ready to roll. Let's do it. Here we go. 
Look, this lined up perfect, Tim. We were worried about it uh, pre-show, and look at this. Love it. Yeah. All right, so as we dive into the free agents, according to PFF, it, you know, the fact that you're looking at revamping the entire safety room, I would put that top priority over defensive line, me personally, because you're so weak at that spot, right? There's there's no doubt about it. So let's dive in and look at the free agents. you got Antoine Winfield at the top of the list. His projected contract, they're projecting he's going to get franchise tag. I don't think he's going to be on the market. And it's one of the reasons why you got to – I don't want to invest a whole lot of time in doing stuff like this because we're going to talk about prospects that probably won't even be technical free agents, right? But we're going to mention them briefly. I mean, look at Antoine Winfield. Imagine if you had him patrolling, you know, center field there, free safety. And like they mentioned, they would play some some three safety looks. He can play in single high. He can play in shell. He's really good at that roaming deep third, which is what I'm looking for in that, that safety that we're talking about, that tier two of importance. Um, you know, he's got a lot of versatility, that type of stuff, but he's projected to get the franchise tag. His PFF grade last year, 78.7. First of all, his rookie year, 89.5. Last year, 78, or I'm sorry, uh, 2022, 78.7. And this last year, 90.4. I mean, just an absolute stud. So he's kind of setting the market, right? You got Kyle Duggar from New England. You guys let me know if you can't see this at any point. I'm, I'm assuming you can't. Yeah. Um, Kyle Duggar for the New England Patriots, they're projecting he'll get franchise tagged as well. Bill Belichick loved Kyle Duggar. Um, he's someone he drafted. He went to a smaller school, if I remember correctly. Uh, Jarob Mayo now uh, took over for Bill. It looks like uh, one, at least one, maybe both of Bill's sons are going to stay on staff with Jarob Mayo there in New England. <clears throat> so they love Kyle Duggar. Now, his rookie year, or in 2021, I should say, 69.7, 2022, 78.4. And then in 2023, he dipped to 61.7, although that defense was still pretty dominant. They had a really good defense. It's just their offense was absolute booty cheeks. So they're projecting he'll get franchise tagged as well. Cameron Curl from Washington. Um 2021 PFF grade 69.4. He went up to 82.9 in 2022, and this this past year 66.6. So he's been up and down. They're projecting that the Washington Commanders will franchise tag him at the free safety position. Look at his age too, 24 years old. So they'll probably try to lock him down. If he was a free agent, guys, and he didn't get franchise tag, I don't know about you guys, but that's a little too rocky for me as far as his up and down. Right for 17 million. Or let's say it would be fifteen million. I wouldn't yeah. feel good about that sign. Would, I'd rather go with Winfield for that money. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Play, pay to me if they were available. Exactly. Um, I don't think Winfield's going to play on the tag. Do you think he's going to play on the tag? I, I think they don't have a choice. To be honest with you, Tim, name the player, and, and this is a fascinating conversation. Um, name the player who has set out an entire year because of the franchise tag. Yeah, you know what I mean, they they talk a big game, right? We hear it all the time, but they'll play on it. So now will it upset them? That's the big part problem, right? Like Tay, if we had stuck to our guns and not traded Tay, and I'm not suggesting we should have because if he didn't want to be here, you get rid of him. And I thought we did get a lot of draft capital. But when it comes to, you know, kind of how that, that all falls into place, I think if they would have stuck to their guns, Tay would have ended up playing too, you know? It's just it never got to that point because Goody is a smart GM. He didn't want to get to that point, right? So You don't um, want disgruntled uh, staff members. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they may come back and play, but they're going to be causing problems in the building. There's no Was doubt. that Chris Jones this year? That's a couple of games? Yeah, he, he said he was willing to sit out the entire season, and, and he was not telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> they called his bluff big time. Now they 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 redone his contract, and 
his agent made it sound like, yeah, we got the job done and they didn't, they actually lost money. So um, there you go. that's a whole different conversation to dive into though, for sure. Uh, Xavier McKinney. These are when you get into some that I'm a little interested in, right? Like notice the franchise tag isn't mentioned here. They'll probably let him hit the market. This is from the New York Giants. So he played for Wink Martindale could be the defense highlighting the safety, right. And, and the way that they try to play, uh, you know, their style of that old Baltimore Ravens uh, type defense there in New York. But he's 25 years old in 2021, 75.4, 2022, 61.2, and in 2023, 87.8. So you see a little bit of volatility there, right? 75, 61, 87. 87, I think it's going to be very hard for him to duplicate that. But his projected contract would be three years, 12 and a half million average. Okay. So that's one of the first ones we go, hmm, let's look at that. Now, this is this is where it gets really interesting, right? You know, Darnell Savage, he graded out. What did he grade out at? Uh, we said a 75, right? Now, keep in mind, he's been very up and down as well. This is Geno Stone from Baltimore, okay? Um, 24 years old, really young, came in the league really young. His PFF grades the last three years, 61.4, 71.4, 72.0. So you kind of see he's pretty steady, right? Two years, $6.5 million per year. The question is, would you rather have Savage over Geno Stone? I think I would, to be honest with you. So if we could, if he was the only option, it was between Geno Stone and Darnell Savage, and Darnell Savage at four milli, right? His projected value, you'll see here in a minute, is set to five million. Um, I, I would be willing to pay him five million before I'd be willing to pay Geno Stone six and a half million. That makes sense. Um, yep. Do you guys agree with that? This is kind of our first question, I guess you could say. How do y'all feel about someone like Geno Stone? Go ahead, go ahead, Jacob. I mean, honestly, I. <clears throat> I'd either want to do one of two things. I would, I'd throw the bag at uh, uh, the first guy we talked about. Freaking, why can't I think about him? Play for the Vikings, his dad, all that time. Yeah, Winfield, sorry. Uh, I'd either throw the bag at him or else I'd go for Stone because I really do like, like, you know, he doesn't seem to have that peaky kind of highs and right. lows. Pretty steady, he's, right? he's steady. He's working his way up and becoming better. And like you said, he's just really young. For being a fourth-year player, he's going to be 24, you know, basically – under 25, I mean, that to me shows that, again, that slow growth is not really flashy, but I think that he could, in the right system, absolutely explode and be a solid player. And you look at that, just, I mean, 6.5. I mean, mm -hmm. you're telling me that we could get a guy that could be a very up-and-coming young safety for a really decent uh, – that that's nothing, man. 6.5 is nothing for – if he's, like I said, a, 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 <clears throat> an actual player. And I look right over there at, like, what Ron's talking about. Can you pair Stone with Savage? I don't know. Do they play a similar or a uh, – a safety type group that they, they could coincide together. Maybe Clayton would know that better than I could, but um, I, I don't I know. I don't know a whole lot about the Ravens defense, but the thing about Joe Barry's defense is there's nothing that's like, whoa, no one else in the league does this. You know, yeah. they, they're either they're you know they like to rotate to to single high a lot. We we played you know a decent share of man coverage. I think we were somewhere around 21st in the league in man coverage, meaning that's how often we played it. Um, you know, everybody likes to pretend like we're just sitting in zone all the time. It's not not true, simply not true. But um, I don't think there's anything that Joe Barry in this defense does. And whether we move on to someone else, that's a different story, too. But um, there's nothing that we do that that Geno Stone couldn't pick up on. Right. And it, and it did say Stone boasted an 84.9 PFF grade. Uh, PFF coverage grade in the regular season that ranks seventh at the position and brought in a position leading seven interceptions. Timeout, right? Timeout. What did we talk about was the weakness that we uncovered. Yep. Pass defense, right, Tim? 
like right. coverage. Pacific and you know, those, hey, guys, PFF yeah. just announced on their thing that Joe Barry has been fired as Packers defensive coordinator. There you go. So we have – we are now in the market for D.C. Whoa. All right. All right. So – we will dive into that. I know what we're talking about tonight for PTA Live. <laughs> we'll be talking about potential defensive coordinator candidates. So, good stuff. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, breaking right. news, huh? Yeah. So, I think when you look at uh, Geno Stone, there's two things that really stand out besides, besides what we just hit on, which is obviously the pass defense and the you know, seven picks, that's good. And you want to see uh, your safety getting some interceptions. We could use that. <laughs> yep. But I think when you look at our safety room, you know, he's going to be 25. So the age, he's got the age factor going for him. And six and a half million a year looks pretty intriguing too. You know, it that's, yeah. that's, uh, so, you know, he's a little, he's got the youth, he's got the experience and he's got the uh, relatively uh, affordable contract. So, um certainly somebody to keep an eye on for sure. And, you know, like you said, we don't know much about Baltimore's defense other than the fact that uh, they're pretty damn good. So uh, I think he would be an asset for sure. I keep, keep our eye on him for sure in the free agent market. Yeah, definitely. And again, this isn't for, this isn't us trying to predict who they're going to sign guys. We're laying out the options, right? Geno Stone's the first one we've come to other than the very top tar target, which obviously Antoine Winfield, we all, pretty much agrees he's not going to be available, right? So this is the first one. It's like, hmm, that's kind of intriguing. So let's slide on down here. Julian Blackman, um, you look at the PFF grades, not that interesting to me, 60.7, 62.3, 68.3, 25 years old. There's just nothing there that I go, yeah, that could be a, a good safety for the future, right? Uh, Jordan, I think we've got that on the roster already is what I'm saying. Jordan Fuller, 25 years old. PFF grades from the last three years, starting in 2021, 74.3, 60.5, 67.9. Not intriguing enough for me. Jordan Whitehead from the Jets, 26 years old, 70.7, 66.1, 68.1. All right, nothing there really. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, or CJ uh, Gardner-Johnson, I'm not a big fan of. I think he's so overrated. He got a bunch of interceptions one year, and everybody thought he was just the second coming across, and it's just not the case. He is so up and down when it comes to playing consistent. Uh, Deshaun Elliott, you see 65.6, 66.5, 67.5. Deshaun uh, Gibson Sr., 33 years old, not interested in a 33-year-old, me personally. This one caught my attention. Simply focus on the price. Look at the price. One year, $2.6 million. Okay? So let's, let's say it's three years, $3 million per, or two years, $3 million per. Now look, 58.8, horrible. 58.5, horrible. Last year, he graded as the sixth highest safety in the entire National Football League. And it's like, okay, he's 26 years old. Did it click? Or is this, and I don't want to name drop him, but I'm just going to going to kind of say it, is this one of those kind of Devondre Campbells where he did, he put it together for one or two years, and then if it's not the injury, he kind of tapers off, right? But for that kind of money to take a swing on him, I, I'm very intrigued by that. And here's the other thing. This was – he was playing for Coach Staley out there for the Chargers before he got fired. Staley's defense is very similar to Joe Barry's style of defense. Now we fired Joe Barry as a defensive coordinator. What if Brandon Staley ends up in Green Bay? <laughs> I do not want to see it, but what if he ends up in Green Bay? That would be absolutely wild, wouldn't it? <laughs> what if Mike Zimmer ends up in Green Bay? Huh? That yeah, I don't, I don't want any part of that. I'm telling you, Chris Hewitt – 
I hope their first interview is Chris Hewitt from Baltimore. I really do. Uh, that's my guy. That's the one I'm like, bring him in as DC. Um, he just, uh, he's a former player. He, uh, every, everything about it, either him or Mike Vrabel, which I don't know if Mike Vrabel is going to be willing to take a DC job. Right. Yeah. Mike what Vrabel, about Al Harris? Yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> hey, I, I think everything's on the table right now, honestly, at this point, but you look at the top defenses, you're going to look at, you're going to look at Baltimore and you're going to look at San Francisco. Right. And when you look at San Francisco, here's kind of how I see that. If you had to choose between Baltimore and San Francisco, if you pluck someone from San Francisco's staff, one of their up-and-coming defensive coaches, you make them a little weaker. Who just beat us in the playoffs, right? So it's like you can make their organization a touch weaker by pulling one of their staff members and kind of incorporating a little more of what they do. Um, now, it's all kind of somewhat cut from the same cloth, right? It's a zone-heavy defense um, of the Pete Carroll – um, kind of background, if you will, the old Legion of Boom style defense where they'll show a lot of shell and rotate to a single high and play a lot of zone defense behind it. I love zone. So someone from that organization would be fine with me. Someone from Baltimore would be fine with me too. Um, I just – I am scared to death they're going to try to go after Jim Leonard. And uh, if they do, I'll get on board and I hope it works out. But don't be surprised if it's another college coach that steps in and just gets – annihilated right and i know many people were talking about how he got annihilated at the college level last year i don't watch wisconsin that closely i just i'm a little bit hesitant on that stuff so anyway this guy intrigued me though the i think you say aloha i think is how you say it aloe gilman from la i didn't even say his name but 86.1 um last year is like if he really just goes for around two and a half million i'd be okay with taking a swing there because you might you might strike you know might start go there darnell savage is next we all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. 
Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So 2021, 57.3. 2022, 47.5. 2023, 75.5. 5 million. Guys, all these safeties that are ranked ahead of him, according to PFF, really gives me hope that you might be able to re-sign him for significantly less than $5 million per. Um, no. And if that does happen, then, hey, more power to him, right? Um, so what do you guys think? Based off what we've seen this to, to this point, right, and, and and you can see the other grades here are pretty crappy, right? There's just a couple guys below them. Um, our top choice that sounded like that was most intriguing was probably Geno Stone, right? And then outside of Geno Stone, uh, you've got some serious upside here with Gilman from the Chargers and then, of course, Savage, our own. What are you guys thinking? Of those three, is there any of those that you go, that's the guy I go after? I'm I'm still stuck on Antoine Winfield, so I'm a bad person. <laughs> bad person to ask. <laughs> well, let's just let me put it this way, Tim. Let's say he's not available because he's they're they're going to franchise. They're not going to let him walk in free agency. I guarantee you that. They're a playoff team. He is arguably their best defensive player. You know what I'm saying? So, like it, it, it they can they are in complete control of whether Antoine Winfield hits the market or not. Well, then There's let's a- just grab Levante David then. <laughs> go go pick him up. linebacker, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to pilfer that that Tampa defense. Sorry. Oh, I understand, man. I understand. <laughs> what about you, Jacob? Um, so I'm always the type I'm I'm super cheap. So if I could get like two or three or something for the price of one, right. I'm gonna do that all day long. So I would definitely I, I'd take three stabs at it. I'd try to bring Stone in, I'd try to bring Aloha in, Alohi, and I'd try mm-hmm. to keep Savage, and then I'd keep Owens. And then I'd try to see what I could I'd, – I'd shake it up and see which two rides to the top, and then I'd, I'd, that's how I'd probably attack the situation. Because I think you could, like Got you said, if you, if you strike real gold with that um, Alohi guy and he can even play in the low 80s, top, you know, mid-70s, and then you got a guy like Stone who's maybe your solid mid-70s, you know, that that's a big deal. So yeah. that's a, that's a solid you know, normally I go the opposite route. I'm a, I'm a quality over quantity guy. I'm kind mm-hmm. of the opposite. Um, but given our safety room, I'm totally with Jacob on this one. It's like, we need more, give, give, give me the quantity for sure. So if we can, if we can, uh, double dip, so to speak, and, uh, you know, get like Jacob saying like a two for one, three for one kind of deal. I think with the safety room, that completely makes sense for sure. Yeah, for sure. So if we were to go that route, let's say that we had to pay the projected contract. You're talking about 5 million. Uh, let's call it uh, seven and a half, including Gilman. And then you would go with Stone. So that's seven and a half. And then Stones was six and a half. So you'd be spending about 14 million on three players. I like that better than spending on one player. I don't think they're going to dump that kind of money into it. I think they're probably going to have to choose between one of the three if they did go this route and they may not. Um, 
I think I, what I would like to see in a perfect situation, try to get Savage for somewhere around three and a half to four million and then probably make a run at Geno Stone. He's young enough. He showed kind of a low floor. Maybe you can give him a little extra guaranteed money and drive down that average per. You could go that route. You might be able to land someone like that. I wouldn't mind to see that kind of approach. That's the other thing, too. He played for Baltimore, right? What if you did bring in Chris Hewitt and then sign Geno Stone as your uh, as your safety? You know what I mean? Kind of makes sense. He would already know the system, be someone in the secondary that could convey that message to the secondary moving forward, that type of thing. So um, do you guys – I would rather put better – a little more preparation in it, okay? I was going to say, do you guys want to switch gears and talk about potential defensive coordinators? But let's save it for tonight because well, – we have to we have to if we're talking about dcs we have to make the chat happy so this is for everybody in the chat for joe barry roadhouse (laughs) so if we if we were to switch gears and talk about dc right now um then understand that we're it's going to take a minute to comb through the information and try to find who are the best candidates. You know what I'm saying? So I would rather do a little bit of prep on that. Go ahead, Jacob. I think it might be smart to hold off because from what I'm seeing, nobody's confirmed this other than PFF. And I can't Uh-oh. see it anywhere else. And in the chat, I've noticed that everybody's source seems to be PFF. So if somebody so, can find a different source, throw it in the chat. But that, to my knowledge, that's the only one. And I don't know, you know, it could be one of those things where somebody, uh, just got a little chair happy or something like that. And gotcha. Or either that or Joe Barry's been working part time for PFF, right? And leaked the information in house. <laughs> Hilarious. All right. So let's move on to the next position. Um, we've got defensive line. We said we needed a starter and a backup, right? Now we dumped a, a ton of draft capital into that. We got linebacker. We said we needed a starter and a backup. Uh, which of those two would you rather do next, guys? Would you rather do defensive line or linebacker? D line. No. <laughs> line, man. Hey, let's do this. If it'll let me. I don't know if it'll let me or not. It may not. Um, let's see if it'll let me click linebacker and um, what did we say? Interior defenders. Yep, it will. Cool. Oh, so this, this will go. put them all up there. There we Two go. Two birds with one stone. Let's get it. Like it. Yeah. And it'll, it'll really kind of put things in perspective, too, as far as, you know, trying to. Where do you have the majority of the players sitting? So Chris Jones. Over Chris Jones. We know that ain't happening. He's 29 years old. He'll probably get paid to his projected contract, four years, $30 million. So, yeah. Um, That's that's a no-go for me. I don't know about you guys. but uh, (laughs) just keep scrolling. (laughs) All right. Up next, we got – you want to say it for me, Jacob? Justin Matabuike. Now, look at this, guys. From Baltimore. I'm saying now look at this PFF though. This is yeah. another defensive lineman 56, 63, 76. Now he is 26 years old. His projected contract four years, 23 million per year. These defensive linemen, so expensive, dude. Holy cow. Um, let's slide on down. <laughs> now, this one, this guy's 28 years old. This is Christian Wilkins. They're saying, let me let me slide back, make sure I didn't overlook anything. Um they did not give up the right to franchise tag him for a second year, and the two sides agreed to work to a contract. Okay, so I, I, I think they're still – they could technically hit him with a franchise tag, but you know how this that went last time with Chris Jones. Uh, Matabuke, they are not saying anything about the franchise tag. Okay. Now, the next one, Christian Wilkins in Miami, they are – they're saying that he'll get franchise tagged is what they're saying there. Okay. Now, Christian Wilkins, 28 years old, 
82.2, 71.8 last year. Okay. So uh, even with the way he's kind of trending and getting a little bit older there, I would be hesitant on throwing a book at him. You know what I mean? And, and again, they're, they're saying he's going to get franchise tagged. Let's slide on down to – it looks like they're all defensive linemen. Where are the linebackers at? And it's, it's kind of showing you if the market's oversaturated with defensive line, that drives the cost down, right? Um, and if there's, you know, if there's high – if there's low supply, right, high demand or high demand, low supply, right, I think I said the same thing. I just pulled a George W. Bush, didn't I? That's not what I'm saying. Pull me once. Shame <laughs> on. Shame on. Uh. Oh, exactly. yeah, he not only rambled, but he rumbled and stumbled. <laughs> All right. So if you've got a lot of players at one position, the cost is going to get driven down a little bit as opposed to if there's just one or two to pull from that pool. They, you know, that's going to skyrocket. People are going to put a higher premium on it because there's less quantity there. So um, Leonard Williams, 29 years old, PFF grade 71, 74, 76. They're projecting a three-year deal worth $17 million per. How do you guys feel about that? Not a big fan for me. But, I'm yeah. still trying to – I'm a bargain chopper. I want to scroll down. <laughs> Jacob's at Dollar General right now. Now we're getting there. Now we're getting there. Look at this right now. We're getting there. DJ Reader, 29 years old. He's old, boys. He's old. 79, 85, 82 PFF grades. Three years, 15 million is what they're projecting. So um, 15 million per, sorry. So still a lot of money for someone who's 29 years old. You know, if you give them a three-year yeah. deal, you get out of it in the next in the next year or two. Yeah, but that's not it's definitely not the long-term answer, right? So yeah, um, he recently tore his quad too. So hey. good information Ooh, there. Good info there, Jacob. Kidding. All right. Oh, here we go. We got our first linebacker. Are you ready? This is Love You. No, I'm just kidding. I think it's Luvu. Is that how you say it? Luvu? Yeah. Um, this is Frankie. It's so Frankie, but we go way back. He's 27 years old. 2021 PFF grade, 84.8. Last, or 2022, 74.8. Last year, 78.5. So he's kind of stabilized in the mid-70s there at the linebacker position. I think we would all welcome that with open arms for the Green Bay Packers. The question is, is the price right? Three years, $10 million per. Um, little rich there for a 27-year-old, right? Um, but again, this is the first linebacker we've come across, right? He's the PFF, uh, 34th best ranked, highest ranked free agent. So, um, something to keep in mind there. Uh, how are we feeling about him? Considering, uh, Devondre Campbell is going to cost a little bit more, right? I mean, yeah, it, it, if you got rid of Devondre Campbell, you free up 2 million is about all you would free up this year. Um, okay. and again, we don't have a, a tag on him as far as, uh, yeah, we don't have we don't have a number down here as far as because obviously he's not a free agent. So um, that's the thing about Devondre is like I think it makes sense to keep him because you're only shaving two million off the cap if you let him go. Now you free up a bunch next year, which you can still do that next year. Um, it's just I kind of feel like that's a good floor. And if you whiff on these guys and the draft doesn't fall the way you want it, worst case scenario, you got a guy that now is fully healthy and might be able to potentially return to that old form, right? Um, but yeah, so there's Frankie. Let's see. We go to the next one, Levante David, from mm. Tampa Bay. All right, that's my they, dog. They can't franchise two players, so this dude is going to hit the market. But 34 years old, he's got 17 grandchildren, and he's drawing Social Security. <laughs> you, know you call me anything you want, but you don't call me that. PFF 2021, 72.3, 85.1, then back down to 71.7. This is a no-go for me, but $5 million 
What if he did have a little gas in the tank, a one-year, $5 million deal? That sounds kind of intriguing, you know? But, I'd say we let's go old school, right? Grab him and, and Bobby Wagner, bring we, the old dogs out. We would we'd sign one player, Jacob, and go from the youngest team in the league to the oldest somehow. <laughs> I, I didn't realize the dude was 34. I didn't um, either, man. The only that's, be, that's because of that sheer athletic ability, right? I mean, the guy's still playing at a high level. I mean, took a dip, it, though, last year. A I had bit. no idea that Tim was the president of the Levante David fan. I wouldn't have guessed that. I just like dogs at linebacker, man. And I understand. Dog. It does say that he's a Mr. Reliable with a run defense grade always above 70. So that'd be awesome. that would be nice. <laughs> oh, a linebacker with some run defensive ability. There we go. Oh, Look at no. this. Patrick oh, no. Queen, the one that got away. Um, <laughs> 2021, 43.5. 2022, 69.7. This year, 72.6. He's 24 years old. And this guy is, I mean, he is improving. That, that is the model for improvement, right? Um, you know, that that trajectory is suggesting he's going to jump up to about 75 or a little bit more this year, right? He's only 24. But that price tag, four years, $18 million per year. Whew. I don't know about that, boys. What y'all think? This is kind of the first one that we go. There's he, uh, a good guy. Is he more of a Mike or is he? Yeah, he's off ball. Yeah, oh, he, okay. he's definitely a stack backer. Yeah, he, he doesn't play on the on the line. Now he's he's got a ton of physical ability. He's very quick. He looks like a different player this year uh, under this this new Baltimore Ravens defense. You know, since Wink left. Now Wink got more out of him in 2022, obviously, than he did in 2021. But when Wink left, all of a sudden Patrick Queen kind of took that next step too. And of course, they got Roquan Smith out there too. So who's played a lot better than he did when he was in Chicago. That's a little rich for me though, man. Um for someone who's kind of eh, you know, but I did have to throw that in there that he was the one that got away. So just saying everybody was all up in arms about that draft if you guys don't remember. Um what do you think? How are we feeling about Patrick Queen? Would y'all be willing to pay him 18 million per? Whew. No. That's, that's, that's too much. much. I feel like a, he's another Quay. It's like another bringing another Quay in. We already have a Quay Walker. Right. Yeah. Like Nick McSwain said uh, in the chat, people wanted Queen over – or, yeah, Queen over love, LOL. So true. Uh, let's see here. Don't read Paul. Don't read Paul. Oh, yeah, Paul, I about put that on the damn screen, bro. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> If it wasn't if it wasn't so funny, I'd say put him in timeout, Tim. But that's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, man. Patrick Queen, Jordan Brooks, twenty six years old. Look at the PFF: fifty eight, fifty two, fifty seven. If someone <laughs> yeah, someone gives him eleven per year, whew, I'd say they probably work for the government. Let's slide <laughs> on there. Um, Grover Stewart, thirty years old, defensive lineman, 76. A little too, a little too long in the tooth for me. They're projecting he'll get ten million per. You guys interested in him at all? Man, uh, yeah. that, that, that's good. Talk to me, Jacob. Don't let me sway you either way, man. That's a, that guy's just, he's just a little too old. It's just a little too average, and that's just a little too high of money for me. That's just look at the first sentence too. Stewart served a six-game suspension this season for yeah, enhancing yeah. drugs. So you're telling me that the year that he peaked at seventy-six point two, he got he got popped for steroids. Eh, right, probably want to slide on down. Bobby Wagner, another guy who's seventy-three years old. Um, <laughs> twenty twenty-one seventy-one, twenty twenty-two ninety point seven. And then 2023, 82.4. So he's still got some gas in the tank. I mean, he graded out his 
bring that guy in. You, that, that you forgot great. to say future NFL Hall of Famer, Bobby Very Wagner. True. Very yeah. true. I'll tell you what, man. You bring him in and put him next to Quay for four million. That's it. That some people are going, no way. He's too old. Four million guys. Four million. And they're saying it would it would probably need to be a fully guaranteed contract. Um, it, I, I remember in 2022, people saying we were interested in, in Bobby Wagner and people were like, oh, you're crazy. You don't need to bring him in. His best days are behind him. And he came out and graded out as the highest graded linebacker in the league. And I remember thinking, why, why are we surprised that Bobby Wagner just came out and absolutely dominated? Like, that's what he does. Now, 30 <laughs> He doesn't – I don't think anybody's going to convince themselves that, hey, look, this guy's got a bright future ahead of him. He's definitely on the on the decline. But for $4 million per – He's, he's younger than Levante David. Yeah, there you go. But that's – you know, so is Methuselah, right? So <laughs> the sixth graded linebacker last year, I would be okay with that. I would be okay with bringing him in for $4 million fully guaranteed. What do you got? Worst case scenario, he hits the wall. Okay, you got some veteran leadership in the room to help Quay kind of learn how to play the position. That's the other thing, too. Quay's a good tackler, right? What did he struggle with this year? Coverage. What's our main problem this year in, in on the defensive side? We talked about over and over and over. Pass coverage, right? These guys are grading out really low in pass coverage. He It says he's the, age, the ageless wonder may not be the elite coverage linebacker he was for the better part of a decade, but he is still a tackling machine, sideline to sideline, with dogged pursuit on every single snap and the, the uh, requisite strength to shed blockers when coming forward. Wagner has lost athletic ability in space, but he's made up a lot of that ground due to his play recognition and football IQ. So he, he has been known for his elite coverage his entire career. That's taken a step back, but I guarantee you that even with that step back would be a huge step forward for us. So that's the first one, me personally, of all the linebackers, that's the first one that I go, that would be worth bringing in for one year. Yeah, veteran totally. leadership on the team, four million isn't nothing, man. I'm sorry to put for a tier two position of importance. Um, and again, it's not like you're saying, oh, well, we're going to tie up a bunch of money in him and we're going to be stuck with that contract one year and he's done, right? And he reassess it at the end of the season. I would be totally cool with that. That might be in free agency so far. That might be the most intriguing thing, even more than like the Geno Stone signing that we talked about. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that would that would give you instant strength at the linebacker position, bolster that position. So imagine that linebacker room. You'd have Bobby Wagner, you'd have Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell, and Isaiah McDuffie. I feel a lot better about that. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah here we go. Know, if that price was ten million, I wouldn't feel the same. Right. Right. Probably somewhere around seven million, I'd start going. Eh, but four million, and Spotrac's good with this stuff too. They are really good at proje projecting these contracts. Um, up next, Sheldon Rankings. Uh, he's a defensive lineman, 29 years old, 46, 73, 62. I'm not interested at 10 million per. Are you guys? No. Okay. Um, next one is a linebacker, 26 years old. It's Aziz Al Shair from uh, Tennessee. Okay, he played for the Titans. Uh, his P he's only 26 years old, like I said, PFF grade 63, 74, 64. A little bit up and down there, right? Six and 6.7 million per. I'm not interested. You guys? Nah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna I need to write these down. We're we're pretty much saying Bobby Wagner and uh Geno Stone, right? Were the two that really caught our also, eye. Also, uh Alohi, that guy, Alohi Hildman or whatever it was. I like that. Taking a stab at that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alohi. Gilman, right? Yeah. 
Yep. Gotcha. Good stuff. All right. So, uh, Tyre, I think is how you say that. Tier, maybe Tier Tart. Um, defensive lineman, 59, 73, 54. I'm not interested. You guys know? <laughs> okay. Nothing pops there, especially at 10 and a half million per. Fletcher Cox. Ooh. Fletcher Cox. Another dog. Announced back in 2023 after the first down season of his illustrious 12-year career in 2022, Cox has generated 35-plus quarterback pressures, ranked, racked up 15-plus defensive stops, and logged at least 600 snaps in every year since 2013. While he may not be at the peak of his abilities any longer, he is still a handful for any offense to deal with on all three downs. So PFF grade from 2021, 68, 60, and then 76 last year. That's really surprising that he kind of peaked last year. He's 33 years old, $9 million for one, one year. I'm not, I'm not really interested. You guys. A little, it's a little too high price, but it would be nice if we had Brenton Cox and Fletcher Cox. It'd be Cox all over that place. You know? Bro, we would, you know how often we would use the that's what she said? That's what she said. <laughs> Tim, right on time. We would burn that thing up. No, that's too rich, though. All right, so, uh, Devin Watt, wow. linebacker, 25 years old. Look at – I remember people talking like Devin Watt was just going to be this absolute stud. Why don't we make picks like this? 35, 43, 47. And they're, they're saying – they're saying one year, seven million, guaranteed. No nope. way. Nope. I ain't even going to let y'all make an answer, have an answer. Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> Josie. Josie on a vacation for <laughs> Jewel. Um, 29 years old in 2021, 83, 71, 67 linebacker. Um, seems like he is on just a steep decline there. They're saying two years, 6.2 million per year. I'm not interested, you guys. It, it, oh, is oh, oh. Floor? I mean, if you read, read the caption about him, though. All right. Josie may not, may not be great in any one facet. At linebacker of linebacker play, but he's good in all of them. And a well-rounded linebacker is an asset to any defense. Sound like sound like an agent writing this up here. Um, <laughs> Jewel covers well in zone with good spatial awareness to get proper depth, and he has the ability to come forward and blitz up the middle on occasion. Jewel wears the green dot on defense and gets everyone lined up, and he rarely seems out of position. A team looking for a field general with several years of starter experience. Could do much worse. <laughs> um, I see what you're saying, Jacob, about the spatial awareness. That was one of the things you could see lacking all over the tape this year for our linebackers. Um, this would be one if, if Campbell's gone. It might be a little more intriguing, but it's a yeah. little a little too Great steep. Point. Great point. Great mm-hmm. point. That would be, a, I think, a very high floor, you know, yeah. where you, you kind of know, okay, he, he, you pretty much know what you're going to get there. You're going to get a solid, consistent player, but – not one that's going to be a difference maker in them 20, 29 years old. You know, that's, that's rough for, you know, 6.2 against the cap. Um, Blake Cashman, his PFF ranking is 80, Jeez. 80th uh, of much free agents. Yeah, 2021, he must have played punter or something. His PFF grade was 29. Uh, he had 33 snaps and it was 29. That's absolutely horrendous. 2022, it jumped to 54. Then last year, boom, 82.1. He's 27 years old. He is definitely – Gotten better every year. There's no two ways about that. Four point two million a year seems intriguing. It does. If you know, if he even if he just takes a step back to the mid seventies, right? That would be a really good signing. It's just 
man, it's a gamble. Maybe an incentive-laced contract, maybe something like that. The other thing, too, look at the snaps. So he did uh, 29 on 33. He did 54 and 149, but that 82 was on nearly Yeah, that's a good point. That is Number a one game. pack fan wants uh, a different Blake. <laughs> oh, no. He wants to get Mr. Pokemon. He wants Pikachu back there in the middle. Out of my Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite pickup line on a girl. Say, hey, girl, you like Pokemon? Because I want a Pikachu. <laughs> oh, man. Get it with the disappointment, Tim, please. <laughs> Come on. No, don't do it, Tim. That's a good I'm gonna one. Need it, Tim, I'm going to need it. Anytime now, Tim. Take your time. Yes. Oh. I don't know, man. It, Pokemon stuff. I just never understood it. I never understood. It sound like a, oh, we're gonna give him some. Sound like a Jamaican porn or something. I'm like, what are you guys talking? Like what? Unbelievable. Drew <laughs> <Pokemon>. Tranquil. <laughs> Drew Tranquil, linebacker, 64, 66, 70. He's 28 years old. They're projecting 3.3 million per year. Um, gotten better every year. So. Uh, yeah, just 28 years old, not too intriguing for me, unless you get him on, a, on an absolute steal, set the floor a little bit there. Daquan Jones, uh, defensive lineman, um, 32 years old, 66, 73, 82 last year, but only 240 snaps. That's uh, I think that's a, a no for me. What do you guys think about Daquan Jones there at $6 million per for defensive lineman? Uh, it's intriguing. 32? Yeah. I don't know. It says that prior, I'm, I'm assuming he must have gotten hurt in 2023, but it says that prior to that, he's been as durable as any veteran in the league. So, you know, if he's coming off injury, also he's getting to be up that age. It, that seems a little risky to yeah. me. And the season grade's probably higher just because he's got less snaps. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. All right. Let's slide on down here. Um, Maurice Hurst, uh, defensive lineman, 28 years old. They're saying one year, 1.7 million. There's got to be a reason for that low. Low Ooh, price there, but pectoral injury. I don't. What happened in twenty twenty two? Pectoral like, injury. Oh, so he was out the entire year with a pectoral, yeah, and he injury. had a calf one as well. Dang! So look at this. Hold up a minute. Seventy one in twenty twenty one. Then he was out the entire year. Only played three hundred and two snaps last year, but graded out eighty one point zero for the Browns. Um, yeah, Hurst was in the midst of a great campaign as a rotational interior pass rusher. Um, we don't need more of those, do we? It'd be different if it said an interior run stuffer, but yeah. I think we got enough pass rushers. They're just, yeah, I see what you're saying. And torn biceps suffered, calf injury. I don't know. That, that just seems like a red flag there. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I'm, we got enough injury issues, right? <laughs> I don't exactly. want to add to it. Jordan Hicks from the Vikings, linebacker, 31 years old, 62, 66, 74. Um, I don't know, man. Not not big on that one. Thirty one years old, four million per. You know, you can do three and a half million guaranteed. It'd be low, it'd be somewhat low risk, but he's he's another guy. If I remember correctly, didn't didn't he play in Philly, and then he came over from Philly, and he was always hurt in Philly too. Um, but maybe not. Maybe that was twenty twenty when he first came in the league because it is showing he's got a lot of snaps. But I don't know, man. What do you what do you guys think there? Eight hundred thirteen snaps last year. <laughs> Uh, Tim has spoken, Jacob. <laughs> For that money, why wouldn't I get Bobby Wagner? You know. Thank you, Jacob. Yes, there we go. Bobby Wagner's looking like, well, get aggressive. Yeah, with that yeah sign that guy today, dude. 
it's just for that money. If people go, oh, you're crazy. This isn't Madden. I'm just telling you, man. They, I remember people dogging the crap out of him in 2022. I was going to say on, on Madden, he's been on the Packers for 10 years already. On my, <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. So Quentin Jefferson um, from the Jets, 51, 47, 52, 30 years old. We're moving on. It's. Javon Kinlaw, defensive lineman, 26 years old, 50, 31, 52. No thank you. Um, so we're getting down to the, the hey. bottom here now, the bottom of the barrel here. Shelby Harris, 32 years old, defensive lineman, 61-74, back down to 70 in 2023. Um, I don't think there's any answer there unless you're just looking for depth, right? So we've went through the top 100 free agents as far as linebackers and safeties, these are the guys who fell in that top 100. I think that's a good place to kind of end it. I wanted to get into corner a little bit, but I'm glad we covered those three because those, I think those are the three biggest needs on this team, safety, defensive line, and linebacker. Um, that was a fun conversation, though, boys. What do y'all uh, What do y'all think? Any, anything you came away with going, all right, yeah, I like it. You know, we're at the 48-minute mark. We could probably hit corners if y'all wanted to real quick, but what do you want to do? Uh, I, I think honestly right now I would, I like the two, I like stone and the Alohi guy. I'd take stabs at them. I'd maybe try to, like you said, restructure and see if you can, or not restructure, but see if you can get a, a steal from Savage somewhere around yeah. the three, three and a half at the most. And then you bring back, yeah, Owens and take maybe two stabs in the draft at it. And I think between that, yeah, I think you'd have a pretty decent group. With the linebackers, definitely get Bobby Wagner in here. Try to sign Devondre Campbell. And like you said, all of a sudden, Quay, Campbell, Wagner, and McDuffie, that looks like freaking way better group. And then maybe if you even have Wilson signed for cheap, you get that uh, very, very base floor uh, last round guy or fifth round, uh, fifth string guy that could be your special teams ace. That's what I do. Gotcha. All right. The chat has spoken. They want us to talk about corners real quick. We got 10 minutes. Jacob, I know you may have to run. If you do, you just hop off, buddy. We'll try to go through it quick. Let's see if I we can go. It should be all right. All right, cool. Let's go to corners. According to PFF and their free agent list. All right, let's check it out. Um, Jalen Johnson from Chicago. They're projecting that he will get franchise tag. You guys know he was the highest graded corner in the entire league. He's 24 years old. Um, they're projecting he'll get franchise tagged. I don't think he'll be on the market. If he did hit the market, I think this is the franchise tag number, but I could be wrong, though. Um, 18, you know, $18 million for a corner when you're already paying Jair all that money. That's a no-go for me. Not that he would even be available with the franchise tag there. All right, so let's slide on down. That PFL, it's, that's, that's suspect for a regression. That's it really be. is. Like, you know, that's one good year. That is such a Chicago move to, you know what I mean? I, yep. I'd like to see him sign him to a four-year deal and then him absolutely tank. But I'll tell you this, when we were prepping for the Bears this year, I was trying not to slander him at all. I'm sitting there going, my God, boys. I mean, he's he is playing lots out. We've got to acknowledge that. But I'm with you, Jacob. The, uh, the past history, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of suggests he's probably not going to play at that level again. Um, Ladarius uh, Sneed. From Kansas City, uh, 27 years old. I think they got him in a trade from Philly a few years ago, if I remember correctly. 63.6, 77.7, 72.3, 27 years old. They're projecting three years at 17.5 million per year. I don't know. I don't I don't think he's grading out that well, right? Um, 
what do you guys think? Tim, do you you agree, disagree with, with someone like Legereus? Now, keep in mind, Jair's the highest-paid corner in the game, to the best of my knowledge, you know, overall contract-wise. You got rid of Rasul Douglas. So, on the other side, we got Carrington Ballantyne. We got Corey Ballantyne. We talked about their grades. They were horrendous, according to PFF. I'm not saying it's everything. But, you know, the one thing about Corey Ballantyne that was intriguing to me, you could get him for cheap. You can get him back for cheap. And his passer rating when targeted was good. Keep in mind, run defense hurt those cornerback grades as well, too. So, uh, Corey Ballantyne was 59.8. Carrington Ballantyne was 57.5. Keyshawn Nixon was 60.7. So, um, I, I don't I don't plan on going into free agency breaking the bank for a starting uh, corner. I'm simply looking for someone who's an upgrade for really cheap. Are we on the same page with that, guys? Oh, yeah, absolutely, when okay. you're talking about free agents. And yeah. I don't think uh, Mr. Sneed fits that, right. you know, I those agree. parameters. That seems a little expensive. Yeah. Next we got Kendall Fuller um, from Washington. Love the hair. 2021, 81.5, 76.6. 83.1. Okay. He's 28 years old. So you can kind of see the floor is 76 and the, the norm, if you will, is right there in the lower eighties, three years, 13 million. It's a lot of money for a 28 year old. It's going to be, he's going to be turning 29 here really soon. Right. So he'll be 29 going into this season. If he didn't get any, if he didn't get a lot of offers and you drove that price down to say, this is what bothers me about Russell Douglas. And I know you guys are tired of him. say it. But so the part that was so tough about Sewell is you had one of the best corners in the game. That's not my opinion. That's PFF. That's SIS data. Like everyone across the board would tell you Rasul was a top five corner. When we traded him, he was the highest graded defensive player on our roster. Right. And, and so you look at what he was going to get paid. People are like, well, we freed up money and we got a third round pick. He was only going to be nine million against the cap this coming year. Okay, so now we're looking to find a starting corner opposite Jair. If Jair is going to be here, let's hope he is. Then Kendall Fuller is going to cost you thirteen point three million per. You see what I'm saying? And that's what Mike Wall was talking about. Was like we already had Rasul on a very good starting cornerback contract. Why? Why are we dealing him for a third round pick? It just made no sense. So now we're kind of looking to okay again. What was the negative aspect of our defense? Pass coverage. Pass coverage was down pretty much across the board this year. And I'm not talking about scheme. I'm not talking about they didn't put them in a good position. These are guys blowing coverages. These are guys getting cooked in man coverage, right? And you got you have one in the room and you let him go. So I don't know. I don't like this one either. What do you guys think? Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Jacob. Well, what I would do is if, you know, if you really believed in this guy, don't get me wrong, he's got some great – those are good grades. Those are great grades mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, they really are, yeah money right there on its face is too much for me but like you said if you test that market and if you could bring it down to nine ten and maybe we do something with uh a lot of incentive based contracts so like if this dude balls out then he's worth like 14 uh, yeah let him have it but if he doesn't then in that base of i wouldn't feel as bad but a little bit too old i'd probably pass on it unless the absolute conditions are perfect gotcha all right tim you agree disagree yeah i'm i'm with jacob on that one for sure Got it. Uh, Chidobi Awuze. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, nice. Yeah. So, uh, cornerback, 28 years old, 75, 69, 62. So, he's declined every single year insignificantly. Um, he's 28 years old. He'll be 29 at the start of the season, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, they're saying two years, $10.5 per. I'm a no on that one. No. You guys, are, you guys disagree? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you. Okay. Nope. Stefan Gilmore, obviously. No, nope. nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Next. 33 years old. In 2021, he was 77, 79, 71. So he has been kind of up and down here recently. He The floor, he's got a very, very high floor. 33 years old, 10 million per. I'm not paying him that. Not paying yeah. him that. Right. Steven Nelson, 31 years old, PFF grade 63, 66, 72. That's a no for me, too, at seven, 7.2 million. 31 years old. He's going to start hitting that wall real quick, right? I know he's peaked every year, but uh, that's uh, you, you might get one good year out of him. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I, I don't I don't like it. You guys? No. Nah. Okay. We're looking for steals here, right? We're, we're looking for deals. Uh, Kenny Moore, 30 years old, 66, dropped all the way down to 55, then jumped up to 77, um, looking for 6.7 million per year. Um, had a good year, but 30 years old, being inconsistent. That's a no for me. If you guys disagree on these, you just speak up, okay? And I'll, I'll stop and let you say what you got to say here. Um, we're kind of against the gun, though. Um, Adore Jackson, 28 years old, PFF grade, 74, 70, and then last year, 48.6. Uh, I think we got enough of that in the locker room right now. We'll be okay. Uh, here's our boy Keyshawn Nixon. Let's look at I love looking. I love seeing our guys pop up here because it's like we know how we felt about them in the year, and you get your mindset completely in like a a a uh, a league wide sense of okay, let's really compare these guys with no bias. And then when you see someone like this after you get your you in that mindset, you're like, okay, how does this really look on the surface here? Keyshawn Nixon, 26 years old, right? One of the younger corners, probably the youngest corner we've seen so far, right? Yeah. Um, 2021, his PFF grade, only 81 snaps was 77.4. 2022, 61.2. Last year, 60.7. So you see 60 is that kind of that stable floor for Keyshawn at the cornerback position. Again, we said we wanted to sign him because of the returnability, right? They're showing his projected contract to be two years, $4.25 million with four and a half guaranteed. You can front load that a bit. And if for some reason his return game does fall off, then next year you could cut him and probably free up two to three million. You know what I mean? So you get a two-year four point two five million. I know we had him. We said we would sign him for four million. You guys remember us talking about that? Yeah. So seeing his projected contracts four and a quarter, I'd be willing to give him four and a quarter to have the best returner back this year, wouldn't you guys? Yep, I think so. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I think you got to do that. If he didn't have the returnability, I would feel a lot different. But that okay. dude is just a dog at returning. So um, many people don't – they still don't look at – they looked at him like he had a down year this year because of the rule changes. But I'm telling you, he was still – he still got voted by the players as all pro. So um, Sean Murphy – Sean Murphy Bunting, 26 years old, PFF grades 56, 71, 57. That's a no-go for me. I don't know how you guys feel, but that's a no-go for me. Yeah. So, that is all the free agents they have listed at corner. Did anybody grab your all's attention? I can't think of one other than Keyshawn. And it, it really what it tells me is you probably want to sign him as soon as possible um, simply because of the returnability and the fact that the market, if we're coming away going, yeah, the market's kind of weak, that means someone might put higher value on him. They'll look at him and go, it's the best returner in the game. And he can yeah. play slot corner. Let's, let's throw him $6 million. And he's the youngest free agent out there. So. Yep. And he did put something out on Twitter or someone posted on Twitter. I need to pull that up real quick. I need to find it. I'll, we'll go around the horn here real quick as we get ready to wrap up. We're at the hour mark. This was a fun conversation, and I love doing this nerdy stuff. Um, yeah, I like what uh, Eric said here, too. Uh, Nixon is a good locker room guy and returner. Bring him back. Completely agree with that, man. Completely agree. 
Um, so let's go around the horn here once as I try to look that up and see if I can find that tweet that I that I seen earlier. Tim, um, go ahead. Uh, let's. Uh, we didn't hit this earlier. Um, Mike Witt with the super chat. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, no more. No more Joe guys. Bring Al Harris back home as DC. You sure about that? You sure about that? I just, <laughs> I just don't know, man. Um, I mean, if, if we were going to take a stab at just randomly throwing it at a young guy that was an ex-player, I, you know, Al Harris is as good as anybody. But the thing is, is he's, he's been a defensive backs coach for like a, a hot minute, not not that long at all. And see, if you said that, I'd be with you. Bring him here as you know, passing game coordinator or a D, DB coach. I'd be with you, but as a coordinator, no. Now Harris will be the first to tell you he's not an X's and O's guy. He's not a not a scheme guy, and that's what you need as a as a DC. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I found that tweet. I'll I'll hit on it here in a second. As far as him at DC, here's the thing: I like to ask people, if he hadn't played for the Packers, would you feel the same way? Right. That's what I say about Jim Leonard, and the answer is we know what the answer is. The answer is no. Go back and watch the Dallas game and watch how we absolutely carved up their secondary. Yeah. Right. And you're telling me that you want the DB coach that coached those guys to come in and be our DC? Like, no. Again, if he wasn't a former Packer, I don't think anybody's having this conversation. So I'm not, I'm not trying to dog it, Nick. I get it, man. Uh, or what, Nick? I'm sorry, whoever it was in the chat. <laughs> I'm not trying to dog it, and I respect your opinion. And look, he he may get the opportunity to be the best DC in the league. I'm not saying that's not possible. It's just on the surface, I have to. I'm looking at it, trying to remove the emotion. I loved Al Harris. He's one of my favorite players. First yep. time I went and watched the Packers play, he was a corner, and I was just like, he is just a an overachiever, hard worker, team player, locker room, everything you want, right? In a player. Um, maybe he'll get his opportunity soon. I just there's not enough fruit on the tree when you got someone like a Chris Hewitt who's got a defense humming and he's the passing game coordinator. Like that's someone like that's my top choice. Heck, even as much as I don't like Brandon Staley because he flopped as a head coach, and I think there's something to be said for that. I really do. Um, he was a good DC before he got the head coaching job, right? I would take Brandon Staley over Al Harris because he's got more fruit on the tree in that regard. He he impressed enough in interviews and with the defense he put together, right, before that he got a head coaching job. To me, that's a much further step ahead than him. But Chris Hewitt, man, I, he's he's the one who pops off the page for me. That's my guy. I'm not going to be surprised if he gets a D.C. job somewhere and that, that defense goes to a top ten legit defense and he goes on to potentially be a head coaching candidate. He's just can that he, Can he interview right now, or do they have to wait until they're out? He can. He can interview. He's actually got stuff uh, lined up. I can I can pull that stuff up, too. I want to pull this tweet real quick, if I can get this to load up. I, I just uh, screenshotted that tweet I was going to tell you all about with Keyshawn Nixon. I think it's important. Um, let's see here. Of course, I don't real, have – Real quick, I'm with Nick, Nick McSwain in the chat, by the way. that's uh, This is hilarious. Can't wait for fans' reaction when the new DC drops a linebacker into coverage. Oh, Thanks, Nick. My thoughts exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and I just as I was scrolling Twitter just now, it is hilarious seeing people running the victory laps. Like I, I've never I'm sure all fan bases are like this. So I'm not trying to dog on our fan base. It's just I don't understand people who are so excited to see someone fail. And they wanted it all year long. And they did well. They didn't want it the first third of the season when the defense was carrying carrying the the water for the offense. But after that, it was just people were ready 
for this to happen. But anyway, it's Lauren. I know I'm going to butcher the name. Uh, I'll just say her Twitter. It's at L-M-H-E-L-M-B-R-E-C-H-T, okay, is her Twitter handle. She tweeted out from Packers free agent Keyshawn Nixon's Instagram story. Nixon told me he didn't want to talk during locker cleanout because he, quote, didn't want to jinx anything. After the 49ers game, he said, quote, the moment I signed my contract, I put that G on my helmet. It meant everything. So, you about to sign another one, Key. I think he's going to be back, man. I think he's going to be back. If, if that's his approach, we just seen the market for him four and a quarter. If Goody goes to him at $4 million and says, hey, look, let's do this. Let's get you in here two years, $4 million per, I think he's signing that contract, right? Now, you never know who's in their ear. Agents can spool stuff like that. There's no doubt about that. But um, I, this right here gives me hope. I think he's going to be – that and the fact that Basachi is still here, that's a big reason that Keyshawn decided to stay here. Um, so – that's the other thing, too, that comes into play, and we'll end it with this. When we're talking about hiring a D.C., um, and, again, you guys know how I feel. I'm not I'm not sitting here saying this is a bad move. I think this is the right move. I think you can do better at D.C. I just don't like the fact that we put all the blame on Joe Barry throughout the year when it was the players who weren't performing. That's the prop that I, I really struggle with. But when you talk about bringing someone in as D.C., if another team offers them a contract, and they offer them assistant head coach, they're going to pick that over just a D.C. job. And the reason being, yes, there's probably going to be more money involved, but also that now sets them up to where their next job they take can only be a head coach, okay? Meaning if someone's a D.C. and someone someone else tries to offer them D.C., you as a team can block that lateral move. But they offer them the D.C. job and assistant coach, that – is not a lateral move, so they can make that move. So right now, Rich Basaccia is our assistant head coach. So if someone goes after, let's say Chris Hewitt, for example, if someone goes after Chris Hewitt, let's say we offer him the D.C. job, right? If we offered him the D.C. job and then someone else comes in and says, we'll offer you D.C. and assistant head coach, the only way that we could match that and, and then give him the ultimate choice of, hey, where would you like to go, is going to be if we demote Rich Basaccia from assistant head coach. Now, if we demote Rich Basaccia from assistant head coach, now other teams can offer him assistant head coach. So you got to factor that stuff in, if I understand the rules completely. And, again, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, and I promise you I'll be wrong again. But that's the way I understand the rules there with lateral hiring and that type of thing. It's why Bill Belichick never put a, a uh, actual title on his defensive coordinator, Gerard Mayo. He had it prepared if someone tried to pluck people out of his organization and he could just leapfrog them to the D.C. position. That way it would block it. So um, little little things like that matter this time of year for sure. But I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see who the new D.C. is going to be. So tonight what we're going to do, since we got through corners just now, um, tonight we will jump in and talk about potential D.C. hires. They may You may see interviews start flying off right now, but I can pull up the coaching interviewing tracker and get that for you guys live on the show tonight. That'll be a lot of fun to kind of hit and see see what falls into place there. Um, I see we get to see who the new coordinator is that we'll all complain about. Should be interesting to see who the new bad guy is going to be. Yeah, uh, Tim, I know what angle you're taking here, man, and I, I can't disagree with it, man. It's it's if I hadn't seen it with Capers and then Petten and now Barry, I'd say I don't know, Tim. Let's the but man, I'm with you, bro. It's the, the first time something goes wrong, everybody's got to find one person to blame. Um, yep. I'm just so sick of it, man. And it's okay. Again, if you see it, you got to say it. But 
man, it's uh, let's hope this new DC can get them tackling because that's definitely something that we lacked in. Now, the other thing, immediately, Tim, I know you and I had conversations about this all year long. Those them not performing on game day and missing assignments and missing tackles that falls more along the position coaches than the DC, right? But when you bring in a new DC, you're about to clean the whole slate if they have final say, right? With Matt LaFleur, he, I think he has final say in who those assistants are going to be, and I think he kind of put things together. He may take that approach again too. He may hire someone. We go, who the heck is that? And you find out he coached with him two years ago, and he's going to do exactly what he tells him to do. Yep. That's why I feel like the Wink Martindale is probably a long shot because they're not going to mesh well. Matt's going to want to have say in all that. So, and um, Wink wants to be a head coach. You know, he does. That's what he's pissed about. Yeah. Yeah. So I and I don't see that happening here. So. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Maki asking the tough question says, uh, how many seasons do you give the new DC to pan out? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't give Joe Barry one, um, but he yeah, came well. out that first year and improved from Mike Petton and then mid season the next year, it was get this guy out of here. He's a moron. So you got to be, you think God never farted. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say he probably did, um, <laughs> but <laughs> all right, we're out of here guys. This went long, but this was a fun one, as she said. And we will see you guys tonight for PTA Live. Um, and, uh, yeah, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Any, anything you guys want to add? Jacob, you got anything? I know you've been sitting over a quiet. No, I'm uh, I'm going to try to get off work and uh, get here to talk tonight. So I think tonight will be a fun one. We'll definitely have a lot more um, hard yeah, info and uh, some stuff going on to, to chat about. As if as if you guys thought there would be no content in the offseason. <laughs> We run we run out of time every single day, man. It's and we're doing two shows a day. Which, by the way, thank you guys for the love. Everybody's hit us up in email, text. They're like, man, the fact that you're doing two shows a day still is awesome. Nobody else is doing this. We really appreciate y'all tuning in. Thank you for the kind words. Recap from today: the ones we're interested in: linebacker Bobby Wagner on a one-year, four million dollar deal. Geno Stone, a young guy that could create kind of a high floor for us. He's been consistent the last two years coming out of Baltimore, and then Alohi Gilman safety who really peaked this year you might be able to get a deal on him too because he's been inconsistent in the past or at least he just peaked this year another young guy so those are the three that we kind of came away with tonight we'll hit offensive line free agents and see hey is there a is there a a quick cheap fix at right guard for us because we know Runyon probably won't be back and even if he is we're looking to improve that room um and then of course we'll be talking defensive coordinator uh potential hires too i'll put all that information together for you guys so that being said, we're out of here. Really appreciate everybody signing. One more thing. Yeah. So uh, if you guys do appreciate us doing two shows a day, um, always check out the Packernet podcast on Spotify and all that kind of stuff. But if you would, throw us a like. But another big thing in the offseason that you can do to help us get, um, you know, grow our fan base, share the YouTube video to your to your Facebook or whatever. Just let other Packer fans see that there's people doing, still doing two a days in the offseason where we're talking about Packers because that really does help a lot and uh, help us get more followers and peoples. Yeah, yeah. yeah, every time you hit the like button, it's not the it's not to try to boost our ego. It's when you hit the like button, it boosts the algorithm so other Packer fans can find the channel, find the content. Yes, I try not to talk, I try not to mention the likes, I try not to mention the sponsors too much because I want this to be information laced. I don't want it to be, hey, we're just trying to promote this, trying to promote that. We get enough of that in the world, but it is a necessary, I shouldn't say evil, but I'm going to ads on podcasts and everything. It's a necessary evil to keep this stuff going. So anyway, appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We'll see you guys tonight. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. Lincoln's like, come on, dude, you said an hour.
Uh, we, yeah, we appreciate y'all making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go back, go.